What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast. Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Friday, September 17th. And this is the Thursday Night Football Recap Show. We thought we'd have a boring recap show. Instead, we got a bananas game between the Washington football team and the New York Giants. 30-29. to WFT's win. A lot of things happen. We'll talk about it. But we have to remind you. This episode is presented by, of course, Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the NFL. Share a limited edition can or bottle or aluminum bottle can with us as you listen. And you can do that by going to BudLight.com slash delivery. Go there now. You can order. See, see, look at Will, look at Brian Wilson filling in on the John Breach role in the top corner. He knows where to point. I've got my Panthers bottle right here. Icy blue. Yeah, you better believe it. We were on CBS Sports HQ, me and Breach earlier. Chris Hassel actually had his mind blown. He goes, are you guys presented by Bud Light? And I, <laughs> I, pulled out a, I pulled out a bottle of them. And he goes, what about you, Breach? And Breach pulled out the Bengals bottle. Of course, we love Bud Light. Bud Light's fantastic. We're ready to win some money on the Panthers. One of my best bets this weekend, plus three and a half against the Saints. And believe you me, I will be sipping one of these fantastic cans from Bud Light during that Panthers game. Go to BudLight.com slash delivery and get yours. This is the uh, the the NYG WFT recap show. The best bets show will be the feed tomorrow. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, comment. Tell us who uh, tell us who you think about Graham Gano or Breach's sweatshirt. Excuse me, this is a Bud Light sweatshirt. Yeah. Uh, Cause you know what? You're not supposed to wear white after Labor Day, but it has Bud Light on it. So that is bigger than the rule. What, no, what, what what's your thermometer set at in your in your basement right now? <laughs> uh what is the temperature of freezing? 32? It's like eight degrees below that. Absolute zero. It's at absolute zero. Okay. I'm not sure that works That's, out wise he he is he's delirious because he's 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 melting because i saw eight field goals get kicked tonight it's the greatest <laughs> thursday night game in the history of football eight field goals the uh the move was in this game was not to bet the under <laughs> yikes wilson and Br- brinson first half under actually was looking good until mm-hmm. that chase young penalty which was uh, like bs where he he uh, there's a roughing on Daniel Dimes. I mean, come on. What are you, what are you and, supposed to do? Well, and then Jonathan Allen in a subsequent sack body slammed Daniel Jones to the turf. Uh, they had to get yeah, like a up and like, like yeah, he, he gave him the old Ric Flair treatment and no flag. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Wilson, I'll ask you this. What is your number one takeaway from this? Are we, and is, I assume it's Washington football team related because we were big on WFT before the season. Are you more in or more out on WFT after this game? My first knee jerk reaction when you posed the question, which I didn't know you were going to pose was Daniel Jones might not be terrible. <laughs> I mean, that's that was, not related to Washington football team, but I agree with you. Yeah. But that was my first knee jerk reaction. And the other side of that is. Taylor Heineke ain't terrible. Now, he had that interception at the end, and you're like, oh, boy, here we go. But virtually every other throw was a really good throw, uh, starting with, the, I think it was the previous series on that long pass to J.D. McKissick down the sidelines that Ron Rivera actually said was an audible called by Taylor Heineke. Uh, we know Chase Young is a big fan of Taylor Heineke. He showed it in the playoffs last year at Tampa Bay. He showed it late in the game on Thursday night when uh, they were making that final drive for the field goal. Uh, 
this makes me feel better about the WFT preseason pick. Uh, you and I were on HQ on uh, Wednesday, and you know, we had to pick a division winner. I went with Dallas because I wasn't sure what the Ryan Fitzpatrick less football team would look like. They might be okay. And the defense actually has to start playing better, which is sort of a funny thing to say about this team. Um, they got after Daniel Jones early, and then Daniel Jones actually had some time to do some things, which which is why I was impressed with him. And they got after him late a little bit, but they have to get better. But otherwise, Damian uh, Brown showed up, which helps take some pressure off Terry McLaurin. They still haven't gotten Curtis Samuel back. So I, I think one for me is Daniel Jones. One A, a very close one A, is Taylor Heineke is, is actually going to be good. Uh, Breach, is there a possibility that Taylor Heineke is an? Uh, in, I mean, this in all sincerity is is he an upgrade over Ryan Fitzpatrick? Uh, I, you know, I don't know if he's an upgrade. I would or say that not a downgrade. I, yeah. Not a downgrade. Yeah. I think he has a higher ceiling because he's younger and he could possibly be your quarterback going forward. Whereas you don't want to tie yourself to Ryan Fitzpatrick for more than probably a year. Uh, you know. You want to have Heineke in there if you can, because if he ends up uh, doing what he did tonight, doing that over the course of multiple weeks, then you say, wow, we might have our quarterback of the future. But, you know, we saw Teddy Bridgewater shred this Giants defense, and now we've seen Taylor Heineke do it. So I think we need to – I think he's good, and I think he should he earn the starting job for the rest of the year. I don't think there's any reason to go back to Ryan Fitzpatrick. If he's going to be out eight weeks, you don't need to give him the ball in November. Uh, so at the very minimum, I think he did enough in this game to show that he should absolutely be the starter for the rest of the year. All right, I'm going to give my ice cold take presented by Bud Light right now. Ooh. Out of the gate early. And, and it's that the Washington football team who signed Taylor Heineke to an extension this offseason after he put up the single highest PFF passing grade in the postseason of any quarterback, including Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, the armless Drew Brees, everyone. Ben Roethlisberger? Well, no one cares about Big Ben. Fair enough. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson, all those quarterbacks, the number one single game, highest graded PFF rating was Taylor Heineke. I, I think he's an upgrade. I think he's better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. He, he's, he, he's got a loose, he, he knows how to go through his reads. He understands Scott Turner's system, and he's got a loose flow with his arm where he can kind of whip it deep, and he can he has a connection with Terry McLaurin. I think this is working for the Washington football team. Now, maybe the the Giants suck, but I'm pretty sure their defense isn't that bad. So my ice cold take presented by Bud Light is that Terry McLaurin, excuse me, Terry McLaurin is going to make my man Taylor Heineke an upgrade over Ryan Fitzpatrick. So is this a Tom Savage starting over Deshaun Watson for 30 minute situation? Because the threat, the well, I always put the, in the cookie jar there. Uh, football team. This okay. I called Taylor Heineke, Terry McLaurin. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Rivera decided to go with. Ryan Fitzpatrick in week one, or is this a situation where Heineke's just taking advantage of his opportunities? Like, should they have started Taylor Heineke from jump street? Oh, uh, no, 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 no. I, I don't know. I think Fitzpatrick gives them the veteran level of comfort where they could be easy, but they got, to, they got multiple spots tonight where they had to turn it up and, and be aggressive and throw down field and, and, and make plays. And look, they got bailed out because Joe judge, the uh, mentee of Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, special teams coach is apparently kind of a terrible coach. So what happened? What specifically what are you talking about? Well, I mean, 
there was a missed field goal by a Washington football team in his uh, his special teams. I mean, if you're a special uh, teams ex special teams coordinator, you definitely don't want to see your team lose because of a special teams play, a boneheaded special teams play. Well, yeah, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but some people talk about this occasionally in whispered tones. But the hallmark it's not it's not like known, but the hallmark they say in, in whisper, again whisper tones of a Bill Belichick or Nick Saban uh, team is is discipline. Yeah, I'm willing to call out idiot, idiocy. He challenged a scoring play last week, Ryan. No, 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 no which is against the rules for those of you. <laughs> okay, you do not Chase know that. Not against the rules. You just, it, you just don't have to do it. It's automatically. No, no, you're not allowed to. You get, he lost the timeout. You no, no, you're allowed to. It just costs you a timeout. That was last right, week. So that makes it that you got punished. That makes okay. it worse. That okay, that was last week. What I'm saying is that the Dexter Lawrence being offsides. No, you're talking about tonight's game. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So Dexter Lawrence being offsides, that I don't know. I mean, you can he knows not to be offsides. I'm not gonna hold Joe Judge accountable for that. There are plenty of other examples for sure. Tonight, uh, off the top of my head, I don't you're not you're not gonna hold Joe Judge accountable for the guy on special teams being offsides when he's a special well, teams. Let me player. let me put it to you this way. Uh are you well, you, I know what you're gonna say, but in your heart of hearts, are you a terrible parent when you tell your seven-year-old don't That's, do this? This is unfair. This is unfair. You tell your seven-year-old don't do it, and of course he does what you tell him not to do, and it, it, for the fifteenth time, I mean that doesn't make you a terrible parent. You told yeah, him but, what but not. Brinson's son doesn't make eight analogy. million dollars a year to be on the, and practice every day. My like, son's seven, not twenty-three. <laughs> but I'm not saying I'm not saying you're telling your seven-year-old don't jump off sides. You're telling your seven-year-old, hey, put your plate in the dishwasher or whatever. Just like you know, stuff that you put their place in the dishwasher. Good don't for poop you. in the dishwasher. So there we go. That this is where I knew this is where this conversation was going. All, all, my, my point is this: I'm Joe willing Judge to hold Joe Judge accountable. Is that Joe Judge is a disciplinary, heavy, special teams guy, and he's made multiple basic mistakes that that any coach doesn't make in two weeks in a row. I'm I understand and I I am the jury's still out for me on Joe Judge. I'm not going to hold him accountable because I can't and look, you tell Dexter and Dexter Lawrence was a big he he's a he had a really great week one. He did some great things in week two. So he jumped off sides trying to stop the game winning kick that unfortunately for the Giants was missed. <laughs> it's not great. And Joe Judge at the end of the day, that's where the buck stops. But I mean, look I, I, I do get your point where you you Tell a guy to be aggressive, and at worst case, but I mean, give another kick. It's not a good look. I, I'll look, give you that. It's not so, good. Not a good. If you're, if you're a Giants fan, you're concerned. I would say to stick on the Giants' point. Ah, there you go. I'm not going to put this on Dex, says Joe Judge, as told to him by Ryan Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> who, who are you putting on, Joe? I am not going to put it on the guy <laughs> who gave the kicker who missed a field goal another chance to kick that field goal, even though it was directly. That guy's fault. I mean, that is crazy. Well, if it's not on Dex, it's on Joe Judge or the special I, teams coordinator. I love how Breach is feeling himself all of a sudden because the Bengals are wanting to know. We'll see where Breach is in three. No, weeks. this is special teams. That's This is up my alley. <laughs> Stay in your lane, Wilson. By the way, a little teaser here for tomorrow's show. We love the Bears. Don't worry about it, Breach. Uh, so, all right, my biggest takeaway from the Giants, and you you talked about this, and we're, try, we're trying to sort of stay on track and not – Veer around wildly. I got a bunch of tweets that were like, "This guy hates the Raiders." It's like, <laughs> I mean, but yeah. it's true. If you're watching this for the first time, yeah, <laughs> or the, um, or the fifth time, you you would know that. Brendan or the second time, third time, fifteenth time. Um, I thought Daniel Daniel Jones looked really good. 
especially in the second half. He was making some big time throws. Darius Slayton catches that ball. Dang it, Darius. Oh boy. I yeah. Tough, tough break. Yeah, I mean, hats off to Daniel Jones. We've been crushing him for two years because of the four the 40 turnovers and 28 starts. Now he has uh 40 turnovers and 29 starts. No turnovers at all. I mean, that's huge. He typically the, the, uh, the Giants offensive line was not terrible either. And that's after Nick Gates went down. That was after Shane Lemieux didn't play. Shane Lemieux was their best pass blocker last week, according to PFF, uh, in their opener. So, yeah, that's encouraging. Nate Solder had a, a offside. I think Andrew Thomas had a, had a jump early, a false start. So, whatever. I mean, that, that's all part of the deal. But Andrew Thomas is actually playing better, their first-round pick from a year ago, and that's good news. Nate Solder still obviously got some work to do. I don't think he's going to get better. But to your point, the offensive line looked good. They protected Daniel Jones. He got sacked early. He got sacked late. But in between, he had more time than he was accustomed to throwing. And Troy Aikman couldn't quit talking about it. He was so shocked at how much time Daniel Jones had. And again, Dale Jones, he rushed for 95 yards. He's the second leading rusher for the first, the leading rusher for the second week in a row, excuse me, for the Giants, which is mind-boggling given that. And I'll just say this. I don't know if we're going to see Saquon Barkley until a year from now in terms of him being close to the guy that we're used to seeing. I, I, that's not crazy at all. I, to, to your point, not to jump in here, Breach, but I would say one, uh, Saquon Barkley, man, I mean, that's why you don't draft a running back top five because you have to force him back on the field because he's so highly drafted to justify his draft status. He has no business being out there. He, he did look kind of explosive over that long run, That, uh, but he, I, I think this actually may be true. Did he? Oh, uh, no, he ended up crossing over the number. At one point on the evening, Saquon Barkley's longest run was 41 yards, and he had 39 yards rushing. And he, That's there was one time tough to do. One time late in, it may have been the fourth quarter, third, late third quarter, he hit the hole at the middle, and he had probably 15 yards of running, fell down after nine yards. Yeah. And it's just one of those things as a, you know, an ACL survivor, you just don't trust your knee. <laughs> so I get it. My, my thighs aren't quite the size of his thighs. But it, like, it takes about two years, and I've heard actually real athletes say that it takes about two years to trust, get over the mental part of it, especially as a running back. You're not – like Joe Burrow looked good last week. We know that he mentioned in the, in the preseason about he was concerned about it mentally, but he's not out there trying to run 35 times a game. It's also a totally different like position to play with an ACL right. to deal with. And the other thing that bugs me is if you, if you went and got uh, – so Nick Sirianni, who is the head coach of the Eagles, installed this package – designed to accentuate Jalen Hurts' strengths, RPOs, get him on the edge, get guys running, like, you know, get guys running uh, fade, not fades, but like floods across the left side to the right side. So when Hurts gets off the RPO, he has easy looks. Jason Garrett doesn't do that for Daniel Jones. The only time he did it was on the first drive, maybe. that That's a problem. It would make it would make Saquon Barkley's life easy, easier. It would make Darius Slayton's life easier. It would make Sterling Shepard's life easier. And that's a that's a concern that you would hire somebody who doesn't do that. I think it's crazy that Daniel Jones kind of morphs into like Tom Brady whenever he's facing Washington. Like it's hard to take away anything because he just has so much success. I mean, obviously, he lost this game, but it was not his fault. And so he goes on the field against Washington. And I don't know if Washington was only rushing four for most of the game, not blitzing, because they were like, you know what? Let's let Daniel Jones beat himself because that's what he's good at. And then he didn't do it. He's making spectacular throws. He definitely missed a couple. Uh, you, you know, the one that Darius Slayton dropped. Woo, you know, Jones could have thrown that a little bit better. 
I would put that like 80% Slayton. Slayton. Yeah. yeah, like 20% Jones. But the thing about this game is it really just felt like the uh, Giants melted down after the Slayton drop. Like that just started a, you know, you kick the 55-yard field goal. Because if Slayton catches that, game over. It's 30-20. to 20, You're up two scores. And you go home. You're happy. You beat Washington. So after the drop, and then Gano kicks the field goal, then Washington went down two plays, 75 yards. The absurd throw to Ricky Seals Jones. That I don't even, I don't even, I, I've watched it like four times. I don't even know how it was possible because Seals Jones was 0% open when Heineke threw that ball. And it, there was no room in the back corner of the end zone. And the ball traveled, you know, nearly 30 yards in the air. This wasn't like a five yard where you have some touch on it. This was throw a laser in and get him to catch it. So you can't give up a touchdown drive in two plays if you're the Giants in that situation after going up, you know, make them earn it, make them go 10 plays, 75 yards and burn some of that clock off. And then the other part of this meltdown was after the dream, James Bradbury interception, that felt like game over. It was like, there is no way the Giants could possibly lose at this point. And then you just remember, well, Joe Judge is the coach. This is the least disciplined team in the NFL besides maybe Jacksonville. They were uh, clearly playing for a field goal. And, they, and Brinson, the least so that team. is my issue. They were clearly playing for the field goal. Then on third down, they decide, you know what? Let's throw it and not play for the field. If you're playing for the field goal, play for the field goal. Like, just don't be dumb because if they were to just run it again on third down, Washington would have been out of timeouts. Why would you make them use two of the timeouts and not all three? Either go for the touchdown or go for the field goal. Don't do both. No, you're 100% right, Breach. That's bad coaching. That is not how you coach a football team. If you're gonna if you're gonna run and run and burn clock to kick, then run again and then kick. That's what you're supposed to do. You need to have a plan. When you walk into the stadium, you gotta have a plan. Yeah, I can't I can't defend that. And my plan when I walk into the stadium, uh oh, is to find a Bud Light. That's right. To celebrate the NFL season, it's back. Bud Light just unveiled their limited edition team cans designed for the fans. There's a custom design for each fan base. We had some of ours tonight, and we'll crack a few more on Sunday. Look at this. Two states, one team, baby. They're hitting stores now, and the only beer you're going to want to have in your fridge this season, head over to BudLight.com slash delivery. Hashtag who day. Actually, don't go to that address. That's not a real address. But go to BudLight.com slash delivery. If you're a Bengals fan, you can get some who day cans, aluminum bottles. Again, BudLight.com slash delivery. Get yours. So big picture on the NFC East. If if uh, if I gave you a hundred bucks, free hundred bucks, I would never do that because I hate three hundred or free hundred. A free hundred. <laughs> I mean, you gave me three hundred dollars in whiskey at the Super Bowl that one year. Thanks, Brenton. Sure. It's true. <laughs> I just didn't that know. I won that million bucks on uh, DraftKings, and I haven't given you. I'm gonna spend it all on breach. Three thousand in whiskey tonight. Um, if I gave you a free one hundred dollar bet on Caesars.com, what would you? Who would you bet on to win the NFC East? I, I believe the odds are the Cowboys are favored, like plus one twenty five. The Eagles are somewhere in the plus two fifty range. So I'll tell you what it is right now. Well, um, well, well, what a plot twist. I know. I was furiously <laughs> typing away at Caesars. So Dallas, what did you say Dallas was? I'll let's see if you were I was right. Saying, yes, 125 or 135. 135 for the Cowboys. Okay. Oh, here we go. Look at that. Look at Depot. Oh my Steal God. Thunder. 
He's not stealing your thunder. You're the guy who always asks for the odds. I know. He, he was already he had that thing queued up. Is that is that a plus sign or a negative sign next to Dallas? It's a plus. You would hammer Dallas. I wouldn't hammer Dallas. No. I think I think the Eagles are the bet. I'm taking Washington. I think I'm going. I'm back on the Washington train. Tyler Heineke has convinced me that one interception aside. But I mean, as Brit, Brit, uh, Breach noted, the throw to uh, Seal, and I'm going to start calling that guy Seal. Ricky Seals Jones Seal in the back of the end zone was amazing. I made a ton of great throws. The one to JD McKissick on the audible that he called himself, great throw. He was wearing out Terry McLaurin. Got to took advantage of Dave Brown, Logan Thomas, on and on and on. Antonio Gibson had some good runs. So, yeah, I'm back on the Washington bandwagon. We'll see what – I mean, look, if the Eagles play like they did this week uh, as they did against the Falcons in week one, we can reevaluate. Um, and the Giants played well today. They played as well as they could have won to, to win that game, and we have seen a stream. Hey, We've seen a stream of tweets from our, our Giants friends on the Twitter machine. Ah, they're not happy. But guess what? You might want to get used to it because, as you guys have convinced me through the course of the last 20 minutes, Joe Judge isn't helping, and that's a problem for your coach. I think Daniel Jones will be Sam Darnold 2.0. He's already played better in my mind than Sam Darnold. I mean, my point is he's going to go somewhere else and play better than he played in his original spot. We'll, we'll see. He's had like, he's really had two good games. The first game he ever started against Tampa Bay, (laughs) this game, (laughs) that's it. If you fashion an offense around him, he'd be good. Yeah. But yeah, real quick on, uh, you can say Washington's three on Washington's three touchdown drives. The first touchdown drive, Heineke went six of six for 69 yards. The second one, he went seven of seven for 67 yards. And on the third one, the Seals Jones, he went two of two for 75 yards. Literally well, did not. Where the hell were you during my high school take breach? But I was saying Heineke's better than. Uh, oh, because I didn't I didn't have all the drive numbers up yet. Uh-huh. So I, did, I didn't want to say he was that good unless I knew for sure. But now I know for sure. So he was, I, I'm he on was... board with your high school take, Brinson. Heineke and McLaurin have a rapport for sure. And McLaurin was <laughs> like beating up James Bradbury. So what what was it? 19 targets for Darren Waller. Is that what it was on Monday yeah. night? 14. Darren- was 14 targets, 11 catches, 107 and a touchdown. Yeah. So, yeah, he likes Terry McLaurin. That's and understandably right. so. I, read that. I, I would take the Eagles here at three to one. Man. But I, I'm fine. I'm I'm fine with my Washington football futures. I was panicking about them three days ago. I think Taylor Heineke is good. And they look, lose that I, game. I'll tell you what. One one of the sneakiest moves of this game, by the way. My boy Scott Turner. Washington comes out with I think it's 23 seconds left before the half. They're out of timeouts. It's third down and goal. And they're down. Uh, what were they down at half? Or they ran the ball. Half. It was a uh, uh, ten to seven. They're down ten to seven, and they line up and shot. They line up in shotgun with uh, JD McKissick on the right side, I believe. When you line up with JD McKissick, everyone thinks it's a passing play because if if not, Antonio Gibson's out there. The Giants put everyone, everyone on the opposite side, and McKissick rolls in with a draw into the end zone. That was a really good chess piece play to go up 14-10, to take the lead, and to flip the momentum back on your side and force the Giants to be aggressive. Well, and you're leaving out the extra twist of that. Washington was out of timeouts. Yeah. So, so but the they Giants had to come out for a field goal. I don't think they did. If and you was, run a play nice. and a guy nice. gets held up or if there's like a pile, you're not getting the field goal in. And so it would have been dicey. No, exactly. There's no. It, it was going to be close. It was going to be close. I, they were willing to risk it, and I like that. Right. Well, they knew the Giants wouldn't play the run because the Giants are thinking, well, if they run it and we tackle them, 
they don't get any points and they're not that dumb. And then it wasn't dumb. It was, Hey, we outsmarted you. Sorry. Uh, and you know who didn't outsmart anyone? The Giants, uh, because their first half. Look, I thought the, it looked like the Giants went up seven nothing. But I thought the worst part for them, they left so many points on the board, um, and it was the second their second possession, and they got called for like a false. They had a timeout, and then they got called for a false start, and then Daniel Jones got sacked for a six yard loss. So they were at third and two. From Washington's 27. Hey, maybe you get a 45-yard field goal out of this drive. Coming out of a timeout, boom, five-yard penalty. So all of a sudden, it's a 50-yard field goal. Boom. Jones gets sacked. Now it's a 56-yard field goal, and they don't even try it. They punt it, even though they let their guy try a 55-yard field goal uh, in the second half. So it was just, and that was just dumb mistakes on the part of the New York. Like, it was just insane how many dumb mistakes New York made. All right, Wilson. Right now, pretend these guys are in college. Terry McLaurin, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, and uh, Devontae Smith, if you want. And I guess, uh, you know, Kadarius Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Kadarius Tony is going in the, going in the seventh round. <laughs> or can, I mean, can Darius Slayton go late, too? Who are you taking? Well, I mean, Amari Cooper's pretty good. I think it's Amari. I'm taking Scary Terry. I think it's Amari. I think it's Amari, and then it's Scary Terry, and then it's Ooh. CD. See, I would go McLaurin one, CD two, and then Amari Cooper two B. Wow, good lord! Amari Cooper's great. CD's He's had some drops. And that's the only thing that concerns me. Terry doesn't. McLaurin is a monster, man. Yeah, no, no, I agree. He shouldn't have gone in the third round. And again, I was actually thinking about this during the game when you watch him. And you're like, how, why does this guy fall in the third round? And I think a lot of it, you know, it comes back to like, sometimes you, you know, you miss on guys, or whatever it's just group thing. So that's why I again encourage people stay off Twitter during draft season, form your own, <laughs> form your own opinions and stick with them. And I think it happens not only to draft, like draft Knicks like us, but like, uh, it permeates the general public perception. And so NFL teams have done it in the second round at the end of the second round, no less. Behind, uh, what was that guy's name that the Eagles took? J.J. Ortega. Was that the same draft? Oh! That might be a different draft. No, it was the same draft. That was the same draft. And and your boy Andy Isabella went first, too. Oh, boy. That that, that one blows up in my face much worse. Yikes. Yeah. Not good. Um, That's a great question by Lee Carney. Oh, uh, I got another dumb Giants mistake. Oh, no, this, hold- is your, this is your question. Yeah, the holding call ahead, on okay. Daniel Jones's 58-yard touchdown run. Okay, thank you. Yes, that was dumb. Anyway, Breach, as we're trying to read the questions and you interrupt. <laughs> no, no, Breach, Breach was Don't defend Breach. along in a positive way. Give him credit for that. Breach is in his, it is in his uh, what's that, sweat hut wearing that thing. He can't even think, so he's delirious. <laughs> Have you ever been in a sweat hut, Ryan? They're fantastic. <laughs> Lee Carney asks on the, the YouTube, is it time to worry about the Washington football team defense, or are we just – a one-off of a bad game. Well, I think it's more than a one-off because Justin Herbert did pretty well last week in week one. So I don't know. They got to play better. Like, I don't know what Jack Del Rio has I'll, said. I'll tell you this. Pete Prisco is sending the text about Chase Young. Why is he, was he never a Chase Young guy? Oh, it was huge on Chase Young, but he's sending the text. Just wondering about Chase Young. Oh, I see. I said, say it's hard not just to be Two bad games in a row. Well, like if, you, if you bet Chase Young to win Defensive Player of the Year at twelve to one right now, you're freaking you're 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 yeah. turning that into a coaster. I wouldn't have done that. First of all, uh, Chase Young, as we learned on TikTok, 
didn't do well against Rashawn Slater last week. And Rashawn Slater, the first round pick for the Chargers, had a uh, great game against Chase Young back in college in Northwestern versus Ohio State a few years ago. So, okay, he got stymied by his kryptonite. I don't think he was terrible tonight. He had a sack, as we talked about earlier, is a dumb mistake, a, a dumb call. It wasn't a dumb mistake, a bad uh, roughing the passer call, which wasn't roughing the passer. Yeah. So I'm not worried about Chase Young. But again, the defense hasn't been great. 29 points this week. They allowed the Chargers to get back into it and win on the road last week. They got to they figure it out. I, I would. Well, be... I mean, the defense didn't allow that. Antonio Gibson fumbled at the five-yard line, and then the Chargers winning touchdown drive was only five yards. Yeah, but they got gifted a, a Herbert incomplete pass that was turned into a yeah, fumble. I, mean, I would, if I was a Washington fan, I would be, I would be nervous right now about I mean, the defense. 391 yards to the Giants in the postseason. 424 to the Chargers definitely isn't ideal, but I think you feel a little bit better because Taylor Heineke, if the offense is scoring points, yeah, what feel, does that have to do with the defense? Nothing. Wait, well, as I, I just I'll tell you clear. what has to do with the defense. Let me finish my point. Thanks. Go, thanks, go ahead. Get your, that, get your look, finger on the, on the dunk button, Brent. Go ahead. Brent. This was a team that <laughs> didn't have an offense that could win games when they were giving up more than 20 points. Uh, Ron Rivera, 0-11 before tonight when the defense gave up more than 20 points. Just, the offense didn't have any firepower. And so if you do, it takes a little bit of pressure off the defense. So this is the so person. You're saying that the defense can be worse because the offense is. No, I'm not saying. I'm Judges. saying. Instead of. Oh, ho, ho, up high. oh, no. Oh, he missed. He missed. Oh, he so I said the defense struggled last week against Justin Herbert and Breach countered by saying, no, Antonio Gibson fumbled. And then Breach countered by saying, also, the offense was better. <laughs> then he said, also, Washington, uh, Washington gave up 424 yards to the Chargers. So, I no, mean, no, I said last week it wasn't the defense's fault they lost, Ryan. You took my quote out of context. I didn't say they didn't struggle against Justin Herbert. Did you or did you not say they gave up 424 yards to the Chargers? I did say that. Okay. That's not great if you're a top flight defense or a terrible defense. That's not great. And that's that that was the question that was being asked by Lee Carney. So it is a concern. Everyone is concerned except for John Breach because they have Taylor Heineke, who can apparently play safety and edge rusher as well. I'm just saying if you're scoring points, it's easier. You're up 14 nothing. Uh your defense pin their tails back. Go. I, I would say the problem is that the you know, you lose to the Chargers, it's a low scoring game. What are you gonna do? Chargers should have scored 30 plus. And then the Giants come in and drop 29 on you when they gave up, but they should have scored like six against the Broncos. Breach, is this a function of just Daniel? That's actually a fun fact right there. Is this a function? Are you of- one year older than Darren McLaurin? My God. There you go. That's why you take him. Is this a function for that? So, Breach, is this uh, just in your mind? The function of Daniel Jones being four and zero now four and one, but coming into this game four and zero against the uh, Washington football team, and maybe that had something to do with it. Or just... I, I, I think that I won't pass judgment on them until I see him play the Bills next week. Because look, there's just some teams you play really well. There's no reason Daniel Jones should play this well against Washington every time he plays them, but he does. He's horrible against every other team. Four nineteen and... against everyone else. Four and zero coming into this game. And it and played well enough to win a fifth game. So it, it's rather unbelievable. And it's not, you know, the Washington gave up 424 yards to a team led by the offensive rookie of the year, gave up 391 to a team led by their kryptonite. So you see him against Josh Allen before I start worrying about him. Can I give a second uh, Bud Light ice cold take of the week? I prefer not, but go ahead. <laughs> next, next Sunday, Daniel Jones 
and Sterling Shepard and maybe Darius Slayton are going to win someone a million dollars because the Giants play the Atlanta Falcons in week three and the Falcons suck on defense. And that is my second ice cold take presented by Bud Light. Brinson's telling, if we all stack our team, though, we're going to have to split that pot like no one's gonna 108 ways. No one's going to stack those, those guys. I'm going to now. I bet you won't. So Maybe next week's um, Thursday night game is the Panthers versus the Texans, I believe. It's a scorcher. Watch out. Do you think there will be a game-winning drive in that one since we've had two game-winning drives in the first two TNF games? That's a great question, Ryan. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. you, you know, Tyrod Taylor's been very good. Very good. For one game. And Sam Darnold was good for one game. And the Texas defense isn't very good. Do you guys see the Sam Darnold fun fact as my voice changes here? He, his passer rating was over. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> we should have, have something in your throat. I'm now James Earl Jones. Uh, so anyway, as I was saying, have you guys? No, the, let me, the, okay. the fun fact. So have? Sam Darnold went uh, passer rating last week was over 100. Do you know the last time it was over 100? College? College. Never under Adam Gase. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He went to college. It was over 100. He played for Adam Gase. It was down low. For three years. It's very simple. If you play for Adam Gase, you suck. Um, yeah, I, I think it'd be a game-winning drive. I mean, I'll tell you what, football, the NFL is uh, cooking it up. That first week was incredible. Like, Thursday night was, like, monster. All Sunday was great. The Monday night game was bonkers. Our podcast recap was terrible because we were just flipping out about what happened between the Oh, Raiders my God, and- what happened? Did you say? Yeah. yeah. They got a bunch of tweets that we were like, hate the Raiders, which, sure, okay. Yeah, you that's, that's, like, that's like half true. It's like one third true. Was total we've seen all year. And it was a wildly entertaining game. By the way, we, we're, you guys, more so than me, but I'm sort of joining you. Joe Judge didn't do a great job. John Gruden did a worse job than, than Joe Judge. And he won the football <laughs> game. Don't bring that evil on me. <laughs> yes. But, then, um, but my point is that coaching sometimes is harder than it appears for arms. Coaching is very hard. Joe Judge has had a rough run of it. Again, this is why I'm convinced. The way this NFL season has started in terms of all the great games, especially the primetime games we've all seen, this is why I'm still convinced we're, we're living in a simulation. Because there's another simulation somewhere where... Have you watched Have you watched Loki? No, I, I'm not into... Uh, which Is that Marvel? Yeah, go watch yeah. Loki. But um, there's still... There's no, he doesn't have Disney+. Plus. <clears throat> I don't have a TV. Go watch, go watch Loki. But here's the thing. So I watch there, all these football games on my phone. There are millions football? of simulations, and we've on talked about phone? this before. There, There is no simulation where the Jaguars are going to win a football game this year, just so you know, Jaguars fans. They are in every single simulation in the infinite number of universes. The Jaguars are going to go 0-17. This week is very weird for obvious spots where you, you just, like, you look what happened in week one. You know what your eyes saw. You're going to take this team versus the team that sucked in week one. It's a little nerve-wracking. The Packers are the one you stay away from. They're not going to suck. Hey, you the Jaguars, work. you might want to stay on that train. By the way, why don't you take a look at the latest poll that Debo put into Slack? And you should read that out loud. Okay. Ah. Oh, I'm I'm not wearing another shirt. Oh, yeah. I guess I forgot to button my button. Sorry. No, no. that You're not reading the poll. The poll says... Like the video if you think Brinson has hair plugs or Breach. Oh, Breach isn't wearing another shirt. Right. There you go. Oh, so it's split 50-50, though, in terms of the viewers. Could be one-to-one. 
two to two. All right. Uh, any final takeaways before we get out of here? I, I would say I'm not hugely concerned if I'm a Giants fan, but you have to be because you just you have to be happy I, about I Daniel Jones. Giants fan. But, but. You were non-competitive in week one. <laughs> Wait, no, Brenton, that's the thing is that they were competitive. They just made a bunch of dumb mistakes right. like they did in week two. You can't keep making dumb mistakes every week. And so, if it, if it happens pretty, once, pretty, that's, like, that's like looking at your wife and saying, look, it's okay. Our 17-year-old is going to learn to use the potty. He just pooped his pants again. It's not a no, big it's, I think it's more like this. Breach, would you agree that 90% of the game tonight, the Giants played as well as they could have played? Yes. That's worst case. They played their best, and they still lost to an awful playing Washington football team with a backup quarterback? Well, Washington play awful. They play great. Uh, no, we just talked about how great Tyler Taylor Heineke is. I, I think, look, yes, Giants fans are frustrated and understandably so, but I think they're not the Jaguars. They're not, for example, they're not the Detroit Lions who actually played hard last week and lost. I think they have the pieces in place. Now, again, as Breach has noted and you've noted, you can't make a bunch of stupid mistakes, but that's not on the players. Although Darius Slayton, his hands need to help him out in, in those moments. But in terms of the Joe Judge decision-making. So my, one of my takeaways is that the Giants are better than their record is. <laughs> so your so your takeaway is the Giants should be happy because no. they have talent in place, but they're stupid. Their game, their season isn't over. Is what I'm saying. Look at Adam Azer. Who? <laughs> look at this is so Azer. Is that how he comes like, with don't, depression? Don't make, me, don't make me drive to McDonald's and get a McFlurry. I'll eat that thing. Where? Who's got my keys? To, to be clear, Adam Azer, FFT. Fame is a Giants fan. He tweeted this out at twelve thirty. It doesn't drink. If he if he drank, he'd probably be in a gutter somewhere. Twelve thirty a.m. on Friday. He's talking about going to get a McFlurry. <laughs> we'll read tomorrow morning. Uh, Adam Azer mugged on his way to McDonald's, <laughs> or uh, McDonald's calls police because McFlurry machine is missing. <laughs> Stolen Aaron, by a Giants fan. Yes, as Gray says, that means he's it's like area man eats McFlurry is angry. I mean, like, what, what do we do? Yeah, just stay at home and have a beer. You'll be all right. Uh, yeah. Just, just. All right. So what's your takeaways then? My takeaway would be that I'm, I halfway through this game, I was panicked about my Washington futures, which I'm kind of big on. And we've been talking about Washington all off season and Taylor Heineke somehow like, like he's the concerns. I think he's an upgrade. As I said, on my ice cold take percent of my Bud Light, he's an upgrade or equal to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. I get that. So I'm, I'm not worried about Washington. Breach. Yeah, that I feel the same way. My takeaway is that, look, did Washington's defense suck the first two weeks? Yes, I think they can only get better. They're eventually going to look like they were last year. And so Are all they? you needed was for the offense to come around. And I think we kind of saw that with Taylor Heineke. If they get that kind of production with this defense, boop, I think I feel, defense, I feel good about them winning the division. If the defense takes a step forward in the, in the next six weeks, and Heidi, he can, and he can maintain this play over that same period of time. This team can win a lot of football games. Yeah, they only need to win eight, but yeah, that's right. Exactly. All right, that's the show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you're on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, throw a comment in there. Uh, tell Breach at say what Breach is wearing underneath that Bud Light sweatshirt. You don't want to know. Mm-mm. The answer is nothing. Mm-hmm. See you guys uh, tomorrow for the pick show.